previously on Taking It Through the Bridge. We marched in our generation, right? Sat in, boycotted. What does your generation consider the way to, to be an activist? The way to effect social or political change nowadays? Is it is it still kind of the old school stuff or is it a, is it a new wave? I think everybody everybody is an activist in, a, in their own way. I mean, you still obviously have people protesting and uh, with the Black Lives Matter movement, a lot of young people are out there um, starting those movements and posting online, I think is another form of activism nowadays. That's my form of activism. Everyone's an activist in their own way. That's it's, deep. That is. That's deep. For me, Zoom was a was a song by the Commodores, <laughs> right? Zoom, I like to fly. Do you guys know, the, know who the Commodores were? <laughs> Lionel Richie? Yes? Yeah, Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie bridging the gap. For real. He, he bridging the gap, for <laughs> real. What would you say was the most challenging part for you? Uh, I would say the most challenging part, and like I'm still going through it, is and, and my friends are going through it too, is just trying to get into the job market. Do um, you think that's due to the pandemic, or just in general? It's just just. No, no, no yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like uh, affected by the pandemic. Like, like last this time last year, um, I was interviewing with the with the stars, the Dallas Stars. Um, and you know, I felt really good about it. Like they invited me to a second interview, um, and then the pandemic hit, and they're like, they're "Like we're not hiring anymore." You and I, you know, it's, we make it clear. Our, you know, we are men of faith. Right. You know, God, Christ is a big part of our lives. You know, absolutely. For you guys, you know, you both grew up in church, but as adults, what? How do you all view the church and religion and, you know, how important is that to you at this point of year? And for your generation, period. All right. Last time we ended our first uh, half of our interview with you guys, we finished off with a question regarding the church and uh, religion. And how do you guys view the church and religion as Gen Z? And um, Jahar, if you want to jump in, you can tackle that one first. All right. Um, my opinion on uh, younger generation and the church, um, I think one of the biggest things is that the younger generations tend to lose their faith as they get older. Um, I think that biggest reason for that is that as we grow older and we experience more things and we go off to college where we're immersed in a culture that's um, encompassing of all different backgrounds and perspectives. Our mind expands and grows, our viewpoints grow, um, but necessarily we don't feel that the church opinions and tolerance grows with us. Um, I think that a lot of young people view the church as really constricting and conservative. Um, and that's not 
some that's not really what aligns with our encompassing and our inclusive generation. And that's interesting because there's some of our generation that would think the same thing. I think so. That too. the church is very restrictive. Um, so do you think that you find yourself falling away as you get older in this generation? Is the church just not as important as it used to be, so to speak? Or is it just a matter of the individual? I think it's an individual. Oh, sorry, Elijah. Um, I think it's an individual basis. Okay. You were going to say something, Elijah? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would say, like, uh, going from St. Philip's, uh, where we had, like, chapel every morning, and that was such a big part of, uh, of going to school every day. Um, and then going to a different school, going to St. Mark's, where um, that only gets, that gets cut down to, like, once a week, um, having a chapel. Um, and then in high school, it was, uh, I think it was like twice a week in middle school and then just once a week in high school. Um, that really, that had a lot to do. Just like the natural, just like slowly like drifting away. Um, but yeah, but like uh, like Jahari said too, like uh, it's really, it's really conservative. Um, and that, and that's a big turnoff for a lot of people our age, uh, I think. Um, and on top of that, uh, like you see, uh, religion used as a as a tool sometimes sometimes for like to push for like different like political uh, agendas and uh, opinions and stuff like that. So um, yeah, I would say that that has to do with with how we've drifted away a little bit. So with that being said, is it still important to you guys, or you know what what? role does the church play in your lives right now or religion um i mean yeah i would say it doesn't play a huge part it's not you know like i don't have like any like negative like opinions of it or anything but like it just it just doesn't play a huge part just because you know like i said just like the slow the slow like moving away from it like over uh over the couple years um has just made it like not a big, a big part of my life. So do you think that it's because putting what you're saying and what you already said together, is it as you get older, go to college in this generation, is it just not as accessible, the church not as accessible to you? I mean, um, Elijah, you'd mentioned in St. Phillips, shout out to St. Phillips, repping their hat over here on the side. <laughs> um, you said this the frequency went down. Does that mean it's just not as accessible to you? Or are there no outlets for you on campus, things like that, uh, as you get older? Or is it just, you know, you're getting pulled in so many different directions. Your time is just um, really limited. I mean, I don't think it's, I don't think that it's not accessible or it's time. I think it's an individual choice um, They that, a lot of young people don't seek it out. I think that it's there if they do. Um, like on my campus, there was plenty of groups and churches around campus. Um, so if you wanted to, you definitely could, if that's something you chose to do. But I think that it's a choice that a lot of young people make that it's just not as important to them. Would you agree with that, Elijah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would definitely agree. Like you know, and like I still know, you know, like some of my friends are are 
are still like very religious. Um, but yeah, I just I just think it's it's just not it's just not an important part of uh, of a lot of people's lives who are who are our age at least. Yeah, I would agree. Is that our fault, Mike? I don't I don't think so. <laughs> I think it's just um I know when I was their age I kind of drifted away a little right, bit. Right. You know, but I always knew what's the term uh what side my bread was buttered on. Mm-hmm, is, that, mm-hmm. is, that the, is that the right? Am I using that right? I don't know. But anyway, um so in light of all that you guys said, when things get tough for you, uh, what do you guys turn to? Who do you turn to? You know, what helps you get through the rough times in your life? Um, I mean, I would say my friends and 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 you guys, like my parents. Um, Yay! But you know, it's it's not as spiritual I would say it's just just going to other people and like confiding to other people um yeah that, that's that's what I do I would say interesting Jahari how about you um personally I don't think that I've lost touch with my faith uh I definitely don't go to church as much as I used to when I was younger or even chapel in school but um, I think that I still turn to my faith when um, I'm struggling with something. But also, like Elijah said, um, peers, friends, family um, as well. Interesting. Thank you guys again for joining us. really appreciate you not only as our, our children, but representative of this Gen Z um, generation really giving some insightful intelligent articulate answers and honest answers um, so we really do appreciate it thank you for coming on thanks see you guys later welcome back everybody we're in the segment of our program called 50 cents 50 cents because I think we have a little bit of sense because I'm 50 something and I'm 50 something and I think between the two of us, we know a little something. So this is where we just kind of talk. Right. You know, what did we hear? What did we glean? Did it make any sense? What do you think? Man, the, the, their response to our uh, church question right. was pretty insightful. You know, it, it's interesting how they view it. And it, it begs the question, is the church at a place well, they kind of need to reevaluate, you know, if right. they want to grow and include these younger people, because they obviously feel like the church doesn't have a uh, a growth mindset. It seems like is it is it that the church doesn't have a growth mindset, or is it that the church is waiting for people to come in? Because as our kids go out, right? they're going beyond the borders of our neighborhoods and our typical church environment, especially if they're going out of state, some out of the country. Um, it sounds to me like they're just losing focus because 
It's not as readily accessible or readily present. Maybe that's a better term. It's not as readily present for them. Mm. Um, and then it becomes something that's just kind of falls by the wayside. So to me, because, you know, I'm responsible for everything. <laughs> that's my mentality right. sometimes. I got I to gotta stop thinking that. But I'm like, man, does that mean that I did not do a good job enough of making sure I instill, as the word says, teach the children the way they should go and then they will not depart? Um, did I fail? I don't, I don't think so because I think what they are being kind of critical of is organized religion and not the faith itself. Right. And I think that's what's not attractive to them is the way the organized church operates and looks and even some of the messaging. Right, right. That, cause that, you know what, that made me think about um, our conversation with Kevin Walker. Yeah. About being the, the Gen Z's being the generation of inclusion. Right. And understanding and some of the old world church environment being the environment of exclusion. Right. Uh, specifically when it comes to lifestyles and things like that. And it's not, right. our, it's not our place or position no. on this show to judge. No. But it just seems like their value systems are drastically different from the value systems, at least from our generation in right. terms of the church. And, and times are different. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> to be quite honest, when we were their age, there was no LBGTQ movement. Did you? I think you left out. Did that. I get it all? LBGTQ. I think yeah. I think that's okay. all the alphabet. Don't don't judge us. Don't we're write trying. in. <laughs> don't write in judging us. And we're not trying to make light of it. We <laughs> not are, at all. We we're just, really trying. <laughs> we're just we're just fifty something men, and and sometimes <laughs> the alphabet doesn't right. stick in the memory right. as, as well. But, but go but, ahead. But that wasn't a thing when I was twenty. Was it not the thing or is it just not as visually exposing because technology has right. changed, everyone's got a cell phone, you know, people are people are more inclined to just kind of come out now, so to speak, uh, politically? Yeah. It's huge. Right. Right? It's, right. it's, it's huge. Um, so is it just that we, it didn't exist or we just weren't aware? Well, well I'm not saying it didn't exist. I'm... I don't think there was this movement. There was no organized uh, movement to include the different lifestyles. Right. You know, if you participated in them, they were kind of done in the dark, in the shadows. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, and people were made to feel like they needed to be in the shadows. So we're getting into, that's interesting because if you... If, if you take the concept of exposure from a technology perspective, from right. a social perspective, yeah. and all of the things that once upon a time were taboo in the church, not that they're not now, but right. you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Right? Like you said, it was done, in, you know, done on the covers. Yeah, yeah. We're in the age of exposure. Right. <laughs> Everything's out there. What man does in the dark. Is coming. Is coming to life. Is coming to your smartphone. It's coming to your smartphone. <laughs> Yeah, so that 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 kind of I just had a I had a, a light bulb go off. <laughs> that doesn't happen very often. Oh, you can't. You can't. yeah, yeah. Right. So I'm, you know, I'm a little blinded. All right, right now. Okay, I need to put my shades on. Somebody tossed okay. me my shades. All right, but uh, no, it's like man, we're in the age of exposure, so those things are being shed, and not only are is the new generation um, going to be held accountable 
as we go forward. But the church yes. is, is what I'm hearing. Right. Is, right. And I'm going to include myself in that. We, right, because we, we are the church. Yeah. Amen. You know? We need to be more understanding um, and allow for people to express themselves. That doesn't mean we have to agree with everything. Right. Right. But right. God is a God of love. And, you know, there were times when he sat down with the quote unquote lowest of low, you know, to, to coin a phrase, not calling anyone low. Right. 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 right but just right. When he sat down with the, you know, those those folk and, and said, you know, would you not sit and help you know, or would you turn a blind eye? Right. So, right. I yeah. mean, and, and and I think we, the church, we need to kind of re-examine, you know, we throw the term love around pretty loosely. Yeah. As Christians. Yeah. But is but what does that really mean to us? Right. How does that look? Right. Like I said, I don't think love rejects or excludes or judges. Love is just confusing. It can be. Love is just confusing. Tina Turner said, what love, What does love have to do with it? It has a lot to do with it because the difference between, what's that? Difference between being in love and loving someone. Oh, Lord. Right? That's a whole nother. Oh, my goodness. Whole nother episode. What is the What do you believe in? It's a difference between loving someone and being in love oh, with someone. Oh, God. Um, I think lot, I'm going to tip out on that You're going to tip out on that yeah. one? Come on, man. You do that one solo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Mike. You big old, you a big old love, love bug. You know. Let's get Lionel Richie on here and ask him about his, <laughs> what does he think about love nowadays. <laughs> do, we need, do we need to resuscitate? Boy, boy, <laughs> we gonna get to that one. We day. gonna get to it, and we gonna get Lionel on the phone. Lionel, if you out there, feel free to call him, brother. Not cause we judging. We no. love you, Lionel. I grew up on you, but. You doing some things in brother, terms of bridging the gap. He bridging it. That I need to understand, brother. He bridging not, it. Maybe not you. I, I, I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. You married. I just want to listen. You, stay on your side of the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't even no bridge on my side, bro. <laughs> I'm trying to get over the bridge and they keep they keep rolling the drawbridge up on me and I keep sliding back down. But I wonder on that bridge, what, what is that bridge taking you across, though? What is that bridge take you across? Oh man, sharks! <laughs> that, that love bridge. What is that, man? There's alligators, sharks. Oh my god! I picture a fiery pit of God, you know. Godzilla. <laughs> right, Godzilla's in under the bridge. The love bridge. The love bridge. Ooh, you know what? Boy. I think I might stay on the side with you, brother. brother come on, it's, it's, I might stay it's on. It's safe this. over here. It's man. safe over here. <laughs> I might stay on your side, man, and let let the drawbridge stay up. Yeah, man. But yeah, that I mean, you know, it's really we're gonna have to get some of our uh, uh, pastor, reverend friends on here. Yeah, yeah, and and just to get their perspective to or their point of view as, as far as some of the comments. Right, right. That, that would be heard. great. Yeah, that would be great. Because I think that's definitely a gap that needs to be uh, bridged. Yeah, yeah. Is a Gen Z and church, and you know, yeah, church. I'm going to go ahead and say church, yeah, we, the church. We, we've got to understand how the changes in society affect the changes in the church. Right. Shouldn't necessarily be that way. I'm not saying it's the right way. Right. But it's the reality of what happens. Right. You know, we can't put our children in a bubble. No. We give them as much as we can give them, and then we send them out there and pray that, they make right decisions and that, you know, 
The Lord is protecting them. Right. Um, but ultimately, we become um, the or the least influential sound in their ear at some point. Right. Right. Their friends right. are more important. You know, right. Work is more important right. as they come out of college, like both our children, you know, are. Uh, Elijah talked before about the the job market yeah. and how the pandemic's affecting that. So, you know, that'll be a good episode to have to yeah. have our pastor friends come on. It would be. Yeah. Yeah. Have a little uh, church round table. Have a little church round table. Maybe do communion. Yeah, uh, but we need we take need, up our offering. Take, you know, <laughs> hey, apple pie podcast. Apple pie podcast. You know, can I have I all your offering? All y'all giving the fifty dollars stand up, please. <laughs> and, uh, and all y'all giving hundred dollars stand up, please. <laughs> no, I, I make fun of that though because <laughs> that was actually something <clears throat> that I read recently in a post that has turned someone off. Offering. Um, yeah. Wow. Because hmm. she was giving everything she had. Oh, yeah. And then it seemed, you know, her, her, her expression to me was, it was like it wasn't enough because everyone who was giving more was, was getting praised more. Right. Um, that's, that, that's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough that's one. That's a real tough one. Well, brother, that was a good show, man. That was good, man. And uh, you mentioned Kevin Walker. We got him coming up. and It's going to be interesting to... Uh, to let people hear his uh, side of the Gen Z discussion. It's going to be very interesting. I am so excited to have him yeah. on our next episode. Um, I think it's going to be very, very um, in tune with what we've heard from our Gen Zers. I do too. And uh, which to me was, was he, he gave some statistics that were just mind blowing. Boom. The Afro Bohemian snob. Yeah. Kevin yeah. Walker. Cultural strategist. Coming. Coming on the next episode of Avo Pie. Well, Mike, once again, thank you, my brother, for being here and yes, supporting sir. us. Because, you know, I'm 50-something. And I'm 50-something. And together, we know just a little something. Just a little something. Peace. Later. <laughs>